building bridges, one rainbow brick at a time. Put on your hard hat and get to work. It's the Queer Centric with your host, Queerly Johnny. It must be another amazing Tuesday because it's the Queer Centric with your favorite host, Johnny. Uh, Queerly Johnny, to be exact. Uh, We're very excited to be back in the studio uh, having amazing conversations lately because this is our Pride Month and we're having really fun, queer than normal uh, shows. Thank you to Daniel, the intern, who has, uh, I gave you the reins for, for June and you are making it happen. My favorite thing about this is I just show up and I'm like, Daniel, what are we doing? And you know what it's like when you have people who are taking care of things. And I'm like, it's just beautiful. So I know about four days before so I can get prepared. But because it's Pride Month, so there's 18,000 things to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's hard just to focus um, on anything. Of course, everybody who's watching the cameras, before we get into some Spokane-centric things that I want to make sure people know they can go out and be entertained with, um, uh, you recognize the gentleman that's on your camera right there, Esteban Herevia, because we are here. We are here for Herevia. Oh, uh, <laughs> we are. Uh, you've been on before. Yeah. We always have a good time. We've known each other for a very long time. Yeah, I mean, we're both like seventy-four by now. By now, I right? know, right? <laughs> um, and so I'm excited to have you on. We're going to talk a little bit about your campaign Sweet. to get to city council. But before that, I just want to remind everybody: every time someone says there's nothing to do in Spokane, we like to remind you that there is. Uh, Because it's Pride Month, we are supporting, we love to support comedy and comedians. Remember that Space Queer's Pride Spectacular is on June 29th at 8 p.m. at Lucky You Lounge in the main room. These are a group of comedians I have seen uh, live, so I can attest to they're really funny. And listen, I've seen a lot of comedy shows, and we all know it's not always true. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you go to a comedy show and you're like, that hurt. And listen, I've been, I've done stand-up. It is very painful and hard. So, you know, more power to everybody. But uh, let's support some of our our local queer comedians. So please, if you want to go do something fun, go to Space Queer's Pride Spectacular on the 29th of this month at 8 p.m. Lucky you lounge. You can get your tickets at the door or you can order them early. Um, Also, uh, our lovely friends at West Coast Entertainment are bringing us Aladdin. Uh, it's going to play uh, downtown at the First Interstate Center for the Arts on June 27th through July 2nd. Come on down on the 27th, and, and you'll see me being super loud. I want to see. I'm so excited to see this. Have oh. you seen the live? I haven't seen the live, no. Neither have I. So I don't like Disney live movies, mm-hmm. but I always enjoy the plays. Yeah. Right? Right. So I didn't watch this one because uh, it just did not look good in the movies. Uh, to see the Will Smith version. So, and this was pre-slap. So, you know, everybody was oh. still willing to give him a chance. Yeah. Um, but I didn't do it. Not the pre-slap. <laughs> <laughs> pre-slap. That's pre-slap. funny. <laughs> <laughs> so please go support our, our, lovely, uh, our lovely people who support us down at West Coast Entertainment. Keep your ears out. We are talking to some of the actors in the show this month. Uh, so you can go look at that interview as well. But that's all. That's all of the go out and have fun. There's a lot more to do in this town, but um, I have a very important guest in studio that I uh, have a lot to talk about with. So we have said it a million times. You know, we hate to get into politics on this show. It's just so I'm so quiet about those things. Uh, But I say it all the time. Local politics, in my opinion, is the number one most important thing to be involved with. And so for me, the nerd in me is very excited 
Uh, I love knowing the city council. I love, I, I always, this has been my thing for, since I was in radio days. Um, and Esteban Heredia, I want to get into some things with you because you are running currently for uh, District 3, which is my district. Yes. So mm, um, it's my favorite, <laughs> my favorite thing. But I want to talk about something. You're, this was not something that you've been thinking, oh, I, that's my goal in life. This came upon you, yeah. this opportunity, and then... And then here you are. I mean, you were doing active things like yeah. Spokane Pride. Yeah. And it was a decision that couldn't have come lightly because you had to change some things around. Oh, yeah. Before we get into like issues and things like that, can you tell us how that came about? Yeah. We were actually working on the Pride Crosswalks. So oh, yeah. there's a new installation of the... Now it's a uh, intersection, but the, we're right. working on the Pride Crosswalks um, initiative uh, through the city. And... Uh, we had finished the meeting and they had come up to me afterwards, some of the city council folks, and they were like, hey, we're looking for somebody to run in your district. Would you do it? And I was like, absolutely not. Because, <laughs> well, and honestly, because of how nasty it is, right? Like yeah, how we, we it see. Real ugly. It gets real ugly. And I don't have time for ugliness in my life. <laughs> right? You are all about positive I'm energy. I'm all about positive, yeah. positive energy, yeah. like working towards the good change for the good that's what i i want to invest my time in that yeah and it was funny not i mean i'm i'm gonna to my own horn when they asked me they were like well why not like is it because you like you're afraid that you're not gonna win and i was like oh honey it's not because i'm not gonna win <laughs> like and hell yeah and i told them yeah. i said oh if you thought that that's what scares me then i should i would have already had it right? right right i was like no i it's the it's the emotional toll. It's the emotional labor that comes with this process. Right. That I don't know if I'm ready to deal with. Right. And then I started asking folks, and I said, you know, I would ask folks like, "What do you think? Do you think I have the actual ability?" And right. there were a number of folks who were like, "We've been waiting for somebody like you to show up into this space. Like it just right. it makes sense." So, so, yeah, I was leading Pride. Um, I do strategic planning work at my job. Yep. So my life really is a reflection of what a city council person does. Right. And I know how to, I know how to think strategically. I know how to think critically. I also know what it's like to represent people and to ensure that all people are represented in systems and building systems that work for people. Right. So it was just one of those moments of like, you know what? This is the right time. This is, right. if, if I'm going to do it, this is the season to do it. Let's go for it. And uh, and it really does feel like people are ready for me. Yeah, and I was really worried that that it, that I was going to walk into spaces and feel like a stranger. And sure, the number. Oh my gosh, I I probably couldn't tell. I'm probably going to tell too much tea here, so I'll probably get in trouble <laughs> Ooh, later. I love tea. <laughs> <laughs> but the first two weeks, people were calling me and they were just straight up nasty. They were. Like, That's what I was going to ask because yeah. the criticism has been there, uh, so unfounded, so oh, yeah. much of it. And I knew when we spoke back before you did your mm -hmm. big your big uh, uh, party, uh, that was a concern of yours. How do yeah. you? Hopefully, it's calmed. But that's the nat like you said earlier. That's the nature of what politics mm -hmm. is anymore in our country. Uh, how are you doing with that? I every day I have to remind myself about the power that I have, and the actual experiences that I have. So, yeah. folks were. And, and not that it's a bad thing, right? Like queer activism, we need queer activists. Yes. We need people who have the interests of the LGBTQ plus community at, at the forefront of their minds. We need yes. that. Yeah. 
And so folks were at the beginning saying, oh, he's too, he's going to be too activist here. He's going right. to be too queer activist which I am. Yeah. That's my background. I do that. Right. But they, but the word too, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, don't I mean, know. that exists for any. Activism. Exactly. Yeah. And then on top of that, folks weren't giving my, weren't giving my experience a chance. So if you yeah. actually took the time to look at the work that I did in Spokane Pride, yeah. it was around systems change. Mm-hmm. Like I rebuilt the organization. Right. To ensure that one, it was more equitable, that more people were represented, right. and that the financial systems actually benefited the organization. When I took over, right. you, we couldn't hold on to a thousand bucks. I was gonna say uh, you had to rebuild so much of what so was in much. there. Not oh, that yeah. we aren't thankful for all of the exactly. years of pride we had, exactly. but it doesn't mean there doesn't have to be fixed. Well, one of the things yeah. that's what I was talking about with the friend is uh, just because you don't recognize a name. I was actually reading some uh, at the beginning, some articles when people just started announcing Mm -hmm. and hearing this criticism. And I'm I'm like, wait, you have no, you are talking without knowing what the background is without knowing the skill set that's already there. You're doing it. It's a political thing that we do, which is I need to discount this person because they never have, because it can give me a better chance if I've, I've run for, but is it, listen, I've run for, you know, seven times. Well, I don't know if that's any Did you better win? than being new. Exactly. And that's my next question. Did yeah. you win? Because yeah. you can run all you want. Yeah. But if you win and not exactly that, I mean, and that's the other part too, that like sucks in this process is everybody's trying to choose somebody to win. Yeah. So they waste all of this energy. And yep. I just wish I could shake some folks and be like, you spent all of this time going yeah. round and round and round. When that could have been, you could have helped yeah. raise money. Yeah. You could have, like, we could have Which done all Which is these the problem anyways with the right. system and that we are not focused on the right things. Right. We're not focused on the, the changes that we want to make. Right. And that's one of the things I wanted to get to. Before we get to that, please remind people District 3, what is that? Oh, sure. In okay. So if you think about Spokane, we use, typically we use downtown as our reference, right? right. So if you think about Brown's Edition, yes. Peaceful Valley, yep. Kendall Yards, West Central, and then we take a look at division. Yeah. So it's basically everything division west and then starting a Browns right. edition all the way to North Indian Trail. Which is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. So that means I have one of the richest zip codes right? in the city and I have one of the poorest zip codes in the state. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. In my I was like, I don't trail. know if I fit in the richest zip code, but yeah. Be, and I keep, so write checks. All I'm saying is those of you who have the money in that district, Please. but it's a, it's a large district. It's a large district. Um, yeah. And it's a very culturally diverse and important district. Yes. In my opinion, when we look at, look at Spokane. Yeah. Now, when you look at this Spokane, you know, we have great things, but it also leans right a lot. Uh, was that ever a concern when you were like, oh my gosh, is this about what kind of battle is this going to be? Uh, yes and no. Um, I think city-wise, we know that they're going to vote more blue. Right. That it's more in the city. Yeah. In the city. Uh, when I was first getting in, when I was first understanding even what the heck I was about to get myself into. <laughs> right. Um, it's very interesting because this district will vote more blue when it comes to the governor. Right. When it comes to like Patty Murray, for instance, is right. voted in Marcus Riccelli, Andy Billig, right. like all of these folks, they're the ones getting voted in. But then they'll also vote for Kathy McMorris Rogers. Exactly. It's very confusing. So, so it's very confusing. Yeah. So the data was telling me that um, it's actually uh, that I have a good chance of winning and that I have enough 
like I have enough media, like I'm a mediator, right? So I know right. how to hold enough tension right. to potentially demonstrate that I actually know how to hold the ideals and the values yeah. of folks who are more conservative. Exactly. Well, I think you nail it right there. <sighs> so uh, when it comes to politics, because I want to talk about the things that are your your pillars that you want to, yeah. to go for. Because one of the things, uh, complaints about, which I don't think we have with you, uh, about people who are just getting into politics, or we all, listen, I'm not going to run for politics. I have lots of lovely, large ideas, and I think that's needed out here mm-hmm. in the civilian community. But make translating large, beautiful ideas into actual action is what yeah. we need from our leaders, exactly. right? So break it down for us what your your top peers are that you want to focus on, and how are we going to do it? Yeah. 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 Uh, there's there's three really central things for me, at mm-hmm. least, that I focus on. And the reason why I focus on them uh, is when we when we hear city council talk, current the current city council talk about who the spokenite is, they talk about a renter. Yeah. They talk yeah. about people who work multiple jobs. They talk mm-hmm. about people who uh, have to, uh, you know, who live in either who are, who are living apartments or who live in, who need to live near bus lines. Like do we, we hear them talk about who this resident is, but that person isn't on city council. Yeah. And I, that that's me. I've yeah. been renting. I've only can afford to rent right now. Right. I do have to work multiple jobs. And so the reality is the people that they say that they represent or that they consider in their policymaking has never actually sat at this table right. before. So that, that for me, when I take a look at the issues that we have, I am the person that is most affected by the decisions that they make. So when we right. talk about housing and houselessness here, there's a couple of really interesting facts. I don't know if folks know this, but 75% of the folks who, from the last point in, uh, point in time count, mm-hmm. that's the count where they go and they try to see how many houseless folks live right. on the streets, okay? 75% of those folks, their last zip code was a Spokane zip code. Oh. And... and the number one reason why these folks are, are on the streets isn't because of drugs or mental health. That's a, that's a reality for, right. for most. The reality was they could not afford rent being raised. Right. So that signals to me, that lets me know that we have folks, because our wages aren't adjusting to the, to yeah. the rent that's raising, we need to be doing something about rent. Yeah. We need to be making ensuring that rent can actually stay with the pace of the wages, exactly. right? So rent stabilization—that's something that's very that I think we need to be exploring more. That also the other reality is there's folks who want to live here. People yeah. want to be here. Right. We talk about all the wonderful things that are happening in Spokane. Right. But there's nowhere for them to live. Yeah. Where can they go? Everything is everything sky is full. high. Yeah. Every, and it's sky high. And it feels like the rent increase when it happened happened fast it did yeah it did and so one of the things that i uh, have a lot of like understanding of is planning and how yeah. do we ensure that the types of plan that we're putting into place work for every single person so that's exploring multiple zoning options there's right. so many office buildings in the city that are going unused yeah why don't why don't we try to convert those into apartments why don't we try right. to try different types of of living areas for these for these places right. like that there's there's it's not that there's a lack of creativity but i, right. I feel like there's not enough exploration and so right. and there's a lot of uh, unfortunate i mean mm-hmm. fortunately unfortunately there's a lot of politics that oh, kind of sure. get in the way sure. um 
you know, it, our, our mayor hasn't been really on board with these conversations right. and finding these things. Right. And, and speaking of that, I was just watching uh, Paul Dillon was mentioning some tweets that went out from the mayor's office. Are you so there is a very tense relationship between yeah. we can't deny it. It's no. all of oh, us no. see it. Uh, I mean, it's very public. Well, and it's la- and we're at the point now where it's laughable. So the, just yes. to, just to call it it's out, it's a the, reality show. It's a reality show. The yeah. tweet that you're referencing is, yeah. it's it was on her Instagram page, I think, yeah. and yes, it, was it was a Kathy Mc, Kathy McMorris Rogers yep. post that went live on Nadine's page as yeah. if it was Kathy posting. Yeah. So, so the that truth le- that brought to the surface yes. was a truth that I think maybe some of us kind of were suspicious about but it was not one we were expecting to be confirmed oh no yeah. and to have it happen right now is just beautiful oh, it was whoa, great yeah. timing yeah but it, it, it comes back to I, when i think about my experience and what i bring yeah my goal is always how do we because the reality is it's not just me as one city council person there's right there's, gonna there's be a whole, seven yeah. others of us mm-hmm. and so when we talk about these relationships we need folks who also understand what it what it means to be a team, what it means yeah. to contribute, and also what is what does it mean for us to get over ourselves? Yeah, because we have to somehow find a way to work together. The problem yeah. from the top down has been we've lost that that yeah. art form. And I I do want so listen. I don't care what I'm a cheerleader, guys, and you know I love who I always have on this show. So I do not apologize. But one of the things that I thought, the minute I saw that, it's disheartening, of course. I look around our city and our country, and I see these things, and you're like, oh. Um, is that I was like, well, you need to get your resume out because you're a certified mediator. So that could only be helpful <laughs> in situations yeah. like this. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to solve it, but we need to start. We have to somehow find that way because the point is, yeah. no matter who's in that office, you got to find a way to work with that office. And the reality, yeah. as you've stated, that those of us who are renters, who we're not, listen, we're heading into a not fun financial time right. in our country. It's not going to get easier. Right. The reality is we need to, to work on the things that are happening to us. To us, exactly. So we can't get lost no. in reality TV. No. And that's exactly that's it. Yeah. And then the second issue that comes to mind, especially when we like thinking about this reality TV, whatever, right. is I, when I first started, I decided to go to the park near me. Yeah. And I, there was a group of moms there. And all, I was talking to the moms, and they all shared that they were carrying knives on them. Oh, wow. And I was like, why i mean i get why but also like tell like tell me why why are you carrying knives and they were right. like well we don't feel necessarily safe coming out to the to the park and i asked well why don't you call the police if you don't feel safe and they right. and they straight up were like well we can't rely on the police to come show up for us either right the police have told us there was a article back in february where their communications person told us that they can show up all they want with violence because they're right. trained to show up with violence yeah. They're not trained to show up with prevention, which lets me right. know and should signal to the rest of us that the system isn't working on our behalf, exactly. even though we perceive that it does. Right. So there's things that we need to be doing to adjust it. So taking a look at the types of folks who respond to emergencies. We currently don't have a domestic violence unit. Yet, which is crazy. Which is crazy, but yeah. the number one phone call that the police get are 
domestic yeah. violence phone calls. So we need to have, you know, whether it's social workers or right. trained, you know, trained psychologists, and whatever it is to, we, to respond. One time a few years ago, they were working with Pioneer Health to have these ride-alongs. But then, you know, best laid plans of mice and men, you know, uh, is happening. So why are we not exactly continuing Continue. to support that and to grow that thing? Yeah. And especially, listen, if you've lived in Spokane for any any amount of time at all, there is already a uh, we have a problematic history with the public and the police. Yeah. Not saying that there aren't good intentions to fix it, but the fact is we're working on a broken relationship yeah. that we need to heal. Exactly. And and the thing that I don't want people to hear is. All of these changes are to take away power or to right. say that they're not valuable. Right. We need our police to succeed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also need our com community members to be safe. Exactly. We also need our police police officers to be safe. And yep. so what are the mechanisms that we're doing to ensure that it works for yeah. everybody? This isn't a, you know, we, you know, this major call for, you know, whatever, whatever. Right. It, it truly is. How do we ensure that everybody's best yeah. interests are? And our right. answers cannot be what we've tried 8,000 times before because right. that just proved to us it can't. Right. You know, just what was it? A couple months ago that they did the big press conference because downtown, the violence that is happening mm -hmm. downtown is definitely great. I mean, our poor intern walked out of here after a show and was uh, confronted by all these, these young people who had some intentions in mind. Right. And um, luckily, did what I do all the time, act crazier than anyone around, and then no one knows what to do with you. But <laughs> that's not how it that's goes how, for everybody. Goes, no. And so the, the, the solution that was provided to us at this press conference was, we are going to increase the amount of police, which is great, but it's not the overall right. uh, solution. No. It is a little Band-Aid that if we don't do more, it doesn't matter. And, and if we think about it, we are sending more police in to these situations where you have somebody who's offended and you have yeah. somebody who's just survived something yeah. and they're both being met with violence. Yeah. So I can't imagine what that's yeah. like. And then the third thing for me, girl, these goddamn potholes in this motherfucking <laughs> oh city. Oh my God. Oh my I, God. I love reading uh, things about you and oh how they act like, God. we all complain about it every day and they're like, why Why are the potholes a thing? Because have, and Have you driven? Have you? Uh, yeah. And the part that sucks is it's a reflection of the city. And and yeah. on top of that, we know that certain neighborhoods get more care than others. <laughs> Thank you. you know? Certain neighborhoods seem to have uh, construction on their roads to fix them every year. Every <laughs> year. While others go untouched exactly. over and over again. Did you know that there's only two teams to address potholes for the entire city? Two teams. For our whole city? For our whole city. Well, it makes sense. And I think it's now only something like 41% 41 of the potholes get filled. I, I don't have access to the budget, but you better believe the second that, that they gave me that little folder, I'm right. going to go through it. I'm going to be like, okay, we can get rid of this. We yeah. can do this. Well, we <laughs> when we have been, when we call ourselves the pothole capital of the world yeah. for the past 20 years. I mean, it, sure, that's something to be proud of, but also it, I want to get it? to work. Uh, yeah. I don't need a state park. I don't need to be known as the pot. You know what I need to do is not have a flat tire because I can't afford it. I, I, but if we think about it, if we think about it in this ecosystem type of thing, yeah. right? You get a flat tire, you can't get to work. No. You can't get to work, your productivity goes down. Yeah. That means somebody isn't served. Somebody is, so then and we think about it. And it hurts our economy. If you're not thinking about that one person, think about that it hurts the city's economy. And, and, and then we think about small businesses and the impact that it yeah. has on small businesses. It, it all, the thing that I keep coming back to is what are we investing our time and our money? Yeah. 
Because yeah. if we're spending our time focusing on interests, then we have done a disservice to our community. Exactly. And when we actually focus the needs of our folks, when we focus the needs of our community members, and we, we take a look at the actual issues from a, from a place of understanding that it impacts every single person. Right. That, to me, means that we're making change for the good of every single one yeah. of us, not the good for some groups. Exactly. And, and we need uh, we need to start looking at other solutions to problems we've had for 30 years yeah. and that haven't been solved, but we keep throwing the same Band-Aid on yeah. it and hoping. Now, um, one of the things that's exciting is anytime there's uh, more diversity added to the council is, I think, a reason for us to celebrate. Have you, not only are you, I love it, I'm a queer man, you're a queer man, that's great, but you're a person of color. There are all these, these tiers. Do you feel more pressure because of that, or do you feel excited because of that? And, and then let's talk about some of the experiences you've had in Spokane sure. due to that. If I, when I win. Yes, win. When, when I, I win, I will be the first elected Latinx person to the city council. That. So we're making history. This, yes, this in 2023, in 2023, we're still talking about it. Exactly. Yeah. This campaign, me or not at the end of the day, if when I win, we are making history, which means that we are opening the doors yeah. for more folks to be represented. Exactly. In the city council. So I recognize that the game that's, that are being played against me are because they've never seen anybody like me show up into this space. Right. And so it hurts. It sucks. It is, you know, we, mental health, my mental health uh, being under attack is a reality. Sure. But I also recognize that me showing up to this, me showing up in this space, in, in this way, is already challenging the systems. Yeah. And it's going to continue to challenge the system. But... I'm also representing 13% of our population. I am representing people who live and work here and who have chosen to be here. Um, And for me, I don't take that for granted. On top of that, um, I would be the third, I would be the second elected person, uh, second elected queer person, third queer person uh, on city council. So the fact that that representation can persist as well. Exactly. Um, well, and you have, uh, so well. what, the reason I was so excited to have you run is because you do, you represent someone who's going to understand some of what my experience has Absolutely. been here. You know what I mean? I, obviously you understand more. I, I have the privilege of being a cis white male. I get that, but I'm still big old queer who I can't hide that. I'm very, <laughs> very there. Uh, so I love that someone else, obviously you would be sharing the district with Zach Zapone, who of course is mm-hmm. another queer person. He's been on this show. Um, but what I also love is you two have an approach that is different from each other. Oh, way different. From so it'll other, yeah. balance yeah. much better, but your experiences, you know what it's like to be a person of color in Spokane mm-hmm. and how it can be great and it can be challenging. Yeah. Uh, how do you take that trauma and use it into, you know, what you hope to do? It, <laughs> I know. No, I, I, I appreciate the question. It comes down to um, our kids, our youth, and the experiences that they have. Um, at the end of the day, the work that I'm going to do impacts them. Yes, it impacts us in real time. Right. 
but the work that I'm doing is going to set them up for success as well, or it's going right. to impact their futures. And so I, I take that trauma. I recognize its reality. I, I have done what I've needed to, to heal from it. Right. But I also use it as so that nobody else experiences it again. Exactly. So that our youth get the opportunity to live full, healthy, thriving lives exactly. so that the folks on the street get the opportunity to at least have the opportunity to have right. housing, right? Like all the things that I did not get the chance to experience, right? You know, and you know my story. When yeah. I came out, I was kicked out. I was homeless right. for the majority of going from fifteen to like twenty-two. Right. May I? I do this so that hopefully at least one other person that won't be their reality, or that at least I can contribute to policy in re in a way that allows for folks to have at least the opportunity to access to a full, safe, right. thriving life. I love that uh, one of the things you do, a talking point you do as often as you possibly can is to talk about how we all deserve that yeah. opportunity. All we can do is build it so that we we can take control of our lives and be better. But if we haven't built a foundation for that, and uh, one of the things with pride, coming yeah. up pride month, everybody, um, I was talking today with some people and you'll get to, and I'm sure you do too. You get the two questions, what we've talked about, which is safety. Do you ever think about your safety? Mm. It always comes from a very well-meaning heterosexual ally. And I always have to remind them the, it's always in the back of every queer person's head yeah. about our safety, but we can't afford to let the fear win. Yeah. So you get up on the stage, people like us who are Leave loud and flag. that's what it is. Yep. You get up there and do that. Yeah. But how do we, so speaking of, we all know that the, the old statistic that 40% of homeless youth right. uh, are LGBT uh, QIA people. A lot of times they've been kicked out because they can't. So I love, first of all, politics should always come from how can I make it better for right. others? But how do you legislate that? You know what I mean? How yeah. do you look at what's going on around the country? Over 500 bills in legislation basically targeted to erase us in the queer community. Yeah. It's the most in history. HRC just announced uh, you know, state of emergency, state of emergency yeah. for it. But as I always say, the most control we have is on our ground where we are how do we you know sanctify the things in there how do we how do you keep that voice alive when there's eight thousand other things that you're going to need to look at yeah. you know on council from what i'm learning from other elected folks and from the experiences that other people are having uh that have that, that are a part of this process it's one about your motivations and two about who you're surrounded with. So my motive, if this is, you know, always centering my motivations, coming back to my why, that's always crucial. Yeah. So I'm voting from a place of my why. Right. I'm also voting in a place that represents and that benefits my district. And also ensuring that I have folks around me who remind me of that and who are, who are helping me remember, oh yeah, this is why we're doing this, so this can this can benefit us, and this could help us get to this point and to this place. And I, I really do feel like, I'm, I should say I'm fortunate that I have so many folks supporting me who are willing to call me out when I make a mistake, right. and, or excuse me, not call me out, but call me in when I make a mistake and say, hey, you know, this is going on. Right. We we need you to correct this, and and the fact that folks have been so gracious enough to do that with me. Right. Um, 
I mean, one, it should reflect that uh, the type of leadership is different, right? That it, when I show up, it's different. Right. But also um, that there are going to be moments where I'm going to have to stand in the gap. That right. it is going to have to be me to call up and call out and yeah. say like, hey, this is not right. Or we need to be reshifting to focus on right. this. And, and, um, and honestly, this is going to be a learning experience for me too. Right. Like, this is going to be me sharpening iron. This is going to be me learning what is it, what does it actually look like? Right. And not, I'm saying this out loud to all of y'all today. I never want to do this ever again. I don't plan to run again. And <laughs> so make it happen this time. I'm making it happen this one time, yeah. but I, but I also want to make sure that I'm learning as much as possible yeah. so that when I'm on the other side and while I'm in there, I know how to come alongside folks right. who are doing right. the advocacy pieces and the policy pieces. And the law pieces. So something that never was part of your life plan, mm -hmm. and you're a visionary person, you, you know the long game, you're not afraid to dream of things. Has this... Doing this changed maybe what you thought about what you wanted for your future, other than being on it's, city council. You no, know it's, I mean? it's clarified it. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, fair. That's fair. It is so clarified it. Um, I and the reason why I can say that is so targeted, so boldly is. Yeah. Uh, I, re I knew that I was going to experience racism. I knew that I was going to be face-to-face with supremacy. I knew right. that. But I never expected it to come from people who consider themselves allies yeah. or Democrats or progressives. Yeah. The amount of hate that I've experienced from those folks has really just been disgusting. Yeah. I'm going to use their word about me back to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's helped me realize that all the things that they've called disgusting about me are all the things that actually make me who I am and yeah. make me beautiful and make me full. Oh, I love that. And so why, why am I wasting my time right. trying to work with folks who just dismiss that experience yeah. when, I, when I have so much more to offer, I have so much more to give. And so like, it may not happen now, but why can't I be the next Ellen DeGeneres and have my Ain't own Ain't no way. Show? You know, Ain't why, no way that you can't do that. Why can't I go out and write all these books? Why can't I go out and do all these things? So if anything, it's clarifying the like where where I need to be focusing my time and my energy. Right. Will there be a period of rest after all of this, whichever way it goes? Oh, it I hope so because you, you deserve, deserve a it. period of rest. I deserve it. And, and at the oh, same time, let me just, uh, let me just uh, kind of correct something better. Than Ellen, oh yeah, uh, oh, you yeah. know what I mean. Oh, You're yeah. uh, the heart you've always had, which is I've been lucky enough to know you before this was ever even a, a yeah. gleam in your eye. Yeah, um, we need more of that. Someone who wants to make it better. That is not a typical, you know, people who are elected. That's not a response. No, that's not a response. Right. No. And so when you look at, so you're looking at this, you know, and I'm not anti or. Uh, Nothing for city council. I know a lot of lovely people who've been there in the past who are there now. But when you look at it and go, I think some things need to, to change a bit, what are you hoping to bring to the table? I'm really hoping to lean on my strengths as a strategic planner and as a mediator. Yeah. Um, the very first question whenever I go into a new project or I'm coming alongside a new project and helping folks, you know, <gasps> imagine what we're going to be dealing with or what, right. what problem we're going to be solving. 
the very first question is always, who do we believe ourselves to be when we're at our highest and our best? And at our highest and at our best. See, these are my favorite. I always get good Oprah moments with you. That's a, <laughs> that is, yeah, say that again, please, for yeah. the listeners. Who are we when we are operating at our highest and at our best? That's always question number one. That's always the first place I start. So the thing that I think about when going into a venture like city council is not only who is the city when we are operating at our highest and, our, and at our best, but also what does the leadership look like when it's at its highest and at its best? And it's, oh, and right now beautiful. there's so, so many things that are missing, right? Yeah. And so when I think about how am I going to show up in these spaces, it even comes down to like, how can I demonstrate joy? How can I demonstrate healing? How can I demonstrate a workplace that truly reflects people's strengths? Like yeah. uh, you go in and you can feel the tent. You can feel how tense it is. You, oh yeah. You walk in there and you can feel the separation. You can tell that there's this, them and, yeah. and us. Yeah. And so even with the folks that I disagree with, I hope that they feel a sense of, oh, I can talk to him. Right. And right. we may not agree, but but I can at least connect with them. But there has to be, and that is where it's at. I was going to say one of your, you just said it, but one of the quotes you have said in uh, in the media before is joy and celebration are key indicators of success in leaders. Mm-hmm. I've not heard that. Like, listen, just really quick. If you've ever wanted Oprah to run for office and she's not going to do it for us, you just vote for her. <laughs> for us. Because these are real questions to ask ourselves why do you think joy and celebration are key indicators they're a marker of fullness there it's 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 an indicator that i have arrived in the space with full hope yeah and full fullness it also is an indicator that there's transformation that's happened um yeah for me when i think about the moments where i am at my highest and best and when i think about the moments where i show up in full joy I have undergone something that has right. allowed me to reveal, oh, I get to experience a fullness that I hadn't before. Or yeah. I've come to a realization where um, my hope is, my hope, I can see hope, I can feel hope. It's nearby, yeah. and I've just experienced it. And so for me, joy and celebration and leadership, um, yeah, I, for me, it, it triggers, or it, it reminds me that, or it shows me that folks have had the opportunity to arrive either to a point or they've come to understand themselves. And, and also I think it just joy and celebration are crucial to, to combating the negative in the world. Yeah, um, Cause there's you know, a lot, of there's it. a lot of it. Yeah. And I think so many times we want to focus on the grief we want to focus on the hardship, which well, it, it's we the have to heaviest get, to keep us way down to because keep us it way down. just, but it, we don't talk enough about what it takes to get through, to walk through. No. One of the things that I've always appreciated about you that I, I appreciate even more now is that you've always been a real human. Like you've never been like, oh, my life is perfect. <coughs> and I believe. Oh, God, no. What gets paired with joy and celebration is the reality of the work you've done to get to those spaces, which is what we need. We need the honesty. Mm-hmm. We don't need the reality TV that is all really fabricated. Right. We need those people who understand it takes work yeah. and who have done the work and they still have this vision for better. We need more uh, leaders who have philosophies 
You know what I mean? Who think the big thoughts, who you know, know they can need to get down to the nuts and bolts and get some work done. But Chiwanga, you you mentioned earlier, um, I have a friend who says this all the time. Lately, it's been coming up a lot lately, so I guess it's for a reason, which is we talked about the rooms you step into. Yeah. Understand that the rooms we step into are already there for us. Yes. No one's blocking it. It is only for us to step in and accept ourselves in that room. Yeah. And that's exactly what running for office, right. uh, you know, when it's, you know, it's it's about focusing on that and focusing on it needs to be the positive, the joy, the celebration, because it's the only thing that's going to make that winning day worth it anyway. Exactly. If you went through it, it even like, the losing oh. day worth it. Right. Yeah. It sounds weird you to say waste that. Your energy. I didn't waste. Well, and I didn't waste my time. Like yes. I actually showed up as my full self. Right. I need it. And that's the part that I think when so. Folks weren't confident. They were. They were. They weren't confident in my ability to do this, which I get. Right. Whatever. And so and they're they, always going to be the doubters because gonna be that's doubters. just. And some people, that's what their job needs to be. Exactly. And yeah. so they introduced a new candidate who they felt was more safe. Oh. oh. Which is fine. Yeah. And I met this candidate, and I think that they were expecting me to show up mad, and right. Angry. Yeah. And instead, I was like, No, I have the opportunity to demonstrate joy with this person. Right. Right, and I get the dem- I get the opportunity to celebrate the fact that they're entering right, into this race. Right, and I cannot tell you how much that it's been helpful for me, for my personal sake, to show up with that attitude right, rather right. than show up like, no, it's supposed to be me. I'm supposed right, to be the only right. one. Who do you think you like? It just it, well, it has improved yeah. my well being and. I truly believe that it's benefited me rather than... Exactly. Well, the other is going to take you down. First of all, comparison is the thief, is the oh, yeah. thief of joy. And, I'm, so, and, and yeah. the, just to say this, yeah. this is the season of my life where I'm really learning that lesson. And that's a beautiful thing. And it also shows I can celebrate you because it doesn't threaten me to right. celebrate you. No. Why can't we lift each other up, right. which is a big problem we have. Yeah. Um, I'm still going to win. I'm still going to be better than you. And there's nothing wrong with that. that. (laughs) I tell tell my team that all the time. I'm like, uh, no, I support them, but yeah, we're going to be better. Yeah, we're going to be better. And there's nothing morally anything wrong with saying, because you know what it does? It makes us better. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what we need more of in politics. Uh, Now, before we get to... um, You've heard this is your practice TED Talk, so I appreciate it. <laughs> um, but before we get to that, I want to talk about why you think local politics are important. You know, because you have people all the time. You're like, I'm not going to vote. It's just local. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to vote in the presidential. And of course, my opinion is always, well, you're probably going to have more say in your local. And if you build from the ground up, yeah, I mean, you're going to make you're going to influence the top way more. Why do you think local politics is important? Um, I'm going to say something heady and then I'll say the inspirational thing. I love both of those. Both of those are my jam. I'm down. Um, Right now, when we take a look at the issue with the police and the police chief. Oh yeah. It's, there's a lot there. I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not saying that the police chief is evil. That's not what I'm saying from a strategic perspective. Right. If there is a claim that there is a city administrator right. who is misusing their power, that should be investigated. Yeah. And if there's enough folks who say that, that should be investigated. Exactly. That is a, a, a process, a standard, a protocol. Exactly. The mayor could easily say, yes, we'll investigate, and she could turn her right, right around and say, no finding. 
Right. And that's all we that's all that's all we needed to do. Right. But because the fact that she will not go through pro- protocol for this process is letting us know that something something's up. Right. She can she can they can flower their language all they want. Exactly. We because actions not, speak way louder than those words. And yeah. and we are not dumb. Exactly. We are not peasants. We're not underneath you. We're not stupid. Thank you. We know. Yeah. So when I when I think about the impact local government has on each of us, if we would give the police ombudsman the opportunity to actually do invest, independent right. investigations, it's not because we're trying to say people are good or bad. Right. We're trying to ensure that the processes actually work for people. Right. Okay. So in my mind, that – the, and the way that that trickles down is we talk about the violence that is experienced at the hands of police. Yeah. That those sorts of checks and balances can actually be put into place. Yeah. Um, so that's one real-time local thing. But then for me, the other part that I think about is like the Pride Month declaration and seeing that beautiful Pride flag intersection yes. installation. Yeah. Um, that happened because local government heard – the wants, desires, and needs of the community and was able to do a physical expression of that. If we could just spend that much energy on something beautiful like that, on solving, solving houselessness, working with kindergartners on the reading, you know, doing all of these things, supporting in all these ways, like, and I do think it's proof. Like for many of us who've been, been in the city for a few decades, it was a beautiful moment to see that that was happening and it does give proof. Well, we can do these things now. How do we move those things forward? I will say, I don't envy you mostly because we know the work and anybody who pays any attention to city council, the mayor's office, all of it knows there's work to do, but there are some great people. uh, There are a lot of people. Yeah. That are looking to do something. And we need our job as citizens is to continue to support that and to get more people in there. Now I am known on this show as like, I'm not going to be, you know, hardline 60 minutes uh, because I know what I think. I know what I believe in and I want to believe in positivity. Right. Right. Um, I think anybody who's listened to this interview uh, so far knows that there is something else in you that is not typical. And it is this amazing way to look at life and to find lessons and to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so apparently that's worked pretty well for you because in October you're going <laughs> to give a Ted talk, which is nothing oh. to sneeze at. It's a beautiful thing. Like your life has so many facets, not just I'm going to be on city council. What the hell? <laughs> like what? I, okay. So I told y'all that, that coming into city council was kind of like a, like just walked into it right my actual my actual dream this year my actual goal this year was to was to get a ted talk yeah and uh see someone who makes goals makes them happen and then goes to the next that's what we need and i i wasn't trying to get a raise this year i wasn't trying to get a promotion right i wasn't trying to buy a house i wasn't trying to buy a car i was trying to get a ted talk yeah why um I have something to say and I truly believe in my big, my big idea, right? Ted, Ted focuses itself around like, yes. what's your big idea, sharing, yeah. sharing your big idea. And, and yeah. I truly believe that this is, that I, this is a season for me to show up and talk about conflict. Oh my, there's that. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> how do we, how, how conflict 
there's there's two things that I that I'm focusing. How conflict is the navigation of the soul's place. Mm-hmm. So when we find ourselves in relationships, so we find ourselves with decisions where it's wrought with conflict. Yeah. It's our soul telling us which directions we want to go. So the story that comes to mind is when I was 16 and I had the Bible and I was like, God, I don't want to be gay anymore. I like, yeah. and I just remember living in that reality of, I don't want to be gay anymore. I don't want to be gay anymore. So the messages that I heard or the messages that I instilled in my heart was that this was bad. This was yeah. evil. And I was in direct conflict with my soul that was saying, no, just be yourself. Right. Be who you are. And then as we navigate ourselves, and as we allow our soul to find its place, hope can come in and move us towards the transformation that we want to see. And so the second story that, I, that comes to mind is I had the chance to ask my dad and my mom, why did y'all respond with violence when I first came out? And my dad was very, was just told me this, told me straight up. He was like, I I knew that if I let you live that life, that you would die. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, I knew that you would get AIDS and you would die. So rather than let my son die of AIDS, I'd much rather just have control over him. And my mom followed it up with, we were doing the best with the information that we had. And and that moment just exploded for me because it made me realize that how many other families are responding in these ways saying I am working with the best information that what I got. I'm, I'm listening to my pastor. I'm doing what my pastor's telling me. I'm doing what my church is telling me to do. I'm following my religious beliefs. This is the best that I could do. I'm gonna leave you there. That's the cliffhanger. Yeah, but that's that is, that's yeah. like the motivation for. Also this, talk this about time. you'll get, you'll get definitely people will want to know more because me, so I just did a, an interview where I talked about the uncomfortableness of my coming out and living in my car and all of that stuff. Yeah. And the thing I, I, I just keep coming back to, and it doesn't matter, but I have to say it because when I talk to you, I, we just exchange yeah. ideas, um, is I, I am kind of not as kind as I wish I was or as kind mm-hmm. as you are because I feel like there is another option. I understand you're afraid, but any decision made through fear is not the way to go. It's how I feel about our politicians. Anytime we make decisions and lead from a place of lack, anytime I lead from my insecurity, I will always do it wrong. You know, and so I'm fascinated. Well, I already know I want to be there, obviously, front row seat, but these are the thoughts that we want people to have because this is reality. This is real people. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. We talk about changing the world. Yeah. We just keep thinking about, well, we, we have to move towards conflict. Yeah. We can't be wow. conflict avoidant. That's not, uh, that's, I, I always think if I feel uncomfortable about something, I probably need to listen to it. Because you, yeah, just that sentence true. makes me go, oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to touch it. <laughs> yeah, right? I know. I, I, I keep trying to think about how I want to open the talk. And I think I'm going to talk about how one of my favorite pastimes is to doom scroll on TikTok and just watch all the oh. people get into fights. Oh. <laughs> Wow. But then also, like, why is that? And then kind of right. go from the, like, it's what a conflict. Beautiful. And this is, so, in October. October 14th. What a big time. Oh, oh it's, my a God. Big, it's a big time. Yeah. You know, um, but also, again, this this was the dream for the year. Yeah. And I can't think of a better year for it to show I, up. And Me either. And I, there's, there's, I have 
some current natural uh i have i have some good content at hand you know run, yeah. running a campaign uh, is, just a little tiny r- bit with yeah conflict. yeah exactly <laughs> so I, i'm i'm trying to think of i, I want to see if there's ways to integrate it if not then i'll just have to do another tiktok i running a campaign might so. as well and then might a book well. and then you well know. The, the book i'm i'm already working on the book i love this i love this i i feel bad but <laughs> these people have put me through some shit that i'm like I, I actually should write a there book about There needs to be something, something about this. And this is what I love about this interview is that not only is it about what's important, of course, people running for city council, people running to represent us, but people who are larger than that, you know what I mean, that have the ideas and the ideals. If this is a person that I, I enjoy, what they're doing, that I would hang out with, obviously, because we have, um, these are the people that I want to represent me. Yeah. So I have never shied away from the minute uh, you announced from saying that, that we need to vote for you uh, because you need to be very aware of the people you're putting up there. Yeah. And we need someone who is strong and humble at the same time, someone who's been through the shit because it isn't easy right now and things are not going to get easier in our economy and our country, not for a little bit. I need someone who knows what that, that battleground is like. Um, and also someone who can talk these, these Oprah moments with me. Um, (laughs) we need people with the big ideas. So I thank you so much for taking time to be on this because I know how busy you are. And when Daniel was like, we should have Esteban on and I'm like, good luck. (laughs) <laughs> because he's got a lot uh, there's to do text messages coming in where i'm supposed to be at a <laughs> starbucks <laughs> meeting with the leaders of a star i don't know anybody who's that. meeting in coffee land is okay that's where you need to be uh, sure uh, yeah sure, sure, sure i i fully support oh, coffee I, I need to make sure i'm, yes. I'm clear yes. starbucks because they unionized not yes. starbucks because we're going to starbucks right Ex- oh what a there's beautiful context. way to catch there's, that is that the thunder it is this is what happens. You are causing oh, even the, no. the heavens above to just rattle. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> well, first of all, get ready for your weekend. That's and also, I need to say thank you so much for supporting me, Jonathan. You have seen multiple ventures come out of my life. And I am grateful that you have been there supporting for every single one. And I cannot thank you enough for supporting this specific one in all the ways that you have. It means so much. And I definitely have you listed as a number one supporter. <laughs> hey, I am, I am there. And you know that for the rest of your life, no matter what you and do, same. I got you back. I, 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 got I you do. Back. I know I feel it. And this is important. And I don't say it lightly. When I say uh, me and the show 100% back you, Thank we you. need you in there. And do you know how fun it would be to have one district run by two queer guys? Oh, Thank you. Let's it make be, it happen. What? I know. It would be fun. <laughs> and it would be important because oh. for how many decades did we not have a voice? And so now they're trying to take that voice away. And what is the what is the phrase for pride this year? We are never, never going, going back. back. And so that's important. So thank you. Yes. Um, I yes, support yes, yes. Your, your need to go to a, a unionized Starbucks. Uh, so <laughs> remember, everybody, our shows drop every Tuesday at thequeercentric.com. We also have lots of fun photos that you have been enjoying on our Instagram. So please continue to interact. And if I saw you at Pride, because this will be out by then, um, please send us a note because I'm giving out, uh, have you hugged a bear today? That's very important. Uh, so you should come see me because um, it's all about the love and we have no time for the fear. So go make sure you vote in local elections. Make for sure you vote in our district, uh, District 3, 
for Esteban Heredia because we are here for Heredia. So until next time, bye guys. <laughs> bye. <laughs>